As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I am your host, Josh G, and this is part two of my favorite movies from the year I was born, but as I said in the first episode, I'm doing it in reverse. So today, we will be working our way down from 2011 until 2003. So let's get it kicked off with 2011. Now, I thought heavily about going with for Rise of the Planet of the Apes, because I love that. I kicked off a fantastic trilogy. But ultimately, I had to go with one that I just enjoy more. It is a darker movie. Matthew McConaughey and what I think begins the McConaughey, if you will. And of course, I am talking about Killer Joe. You ever hear of Joe Cooper? Got a little business on the side. What you do? He kills people. This murder we're talking about. Who would like to say grace? Killer Joe. Now, for those who haven't seen Killer Joe, I mean, it's directed by William Freakin, who did The Exorcist, who did The French Connection. He's done some other stuff, but those are the two main ones, I'd say. But Killer Joe is a detective, but he also moonlights as a hitman on the side. And some people get into some, they don't get, they, they're in trouble. They want to try to cash in on an insurance policy, so they, they find out about Joe Cooper. And I would just say, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's very dark. It is a dark comedy, but it is very dark. So it's definitely not for everyone. It's not a movie that I just recommend to anyone. I have to make sure I know the person and their taste and what they can handle before I recommend this one. But look it up. See if it's something that sounds interesting to you. And I'd say try it out. All right, 2010. So once again, this was a movie that I watched last year for the first time that I couldn't quite put on here just because I haven't seen it enough. And that is Darren Aronofsky's Black Swan. I love it, but ultimately, I have to go with another Pixar movie. It's a sequel in a franchise. It's actually the third. I'm going with Toy Story 3. Look who's going for the three. To infinity. And beyond. Toy Story 3. From Disney Pixar. Welcome to Sunnyside. They're going where no Toy Story has gone before. You lost You and your friends ain't ever getting out of here. It was cold and dark. Nothing but sand and a couple of Lincoln Logs. Hey, I don't think those were Lincoln Logs. Toy Story 3, rated G. So if I had to rank all the Toy Story movies, part three is at the top for me. I just love the fact that it's, you know, 15 years after the original and Andy has aged. So he's off going off to college now. And the toys get all put in a daycare. I just love the whole setting. I love Ned Beatty as Lotso the Bear. I think it's a great, you know, great villain for the role. Great adversary for Woody and Buzz. I love Buzz's whole arc in it. I love, I, I love everything. I love Toy Story 3. So that's just easily, that's an easy pick for me, honestly. 2009. Now, I thought about going with Orphan about... The little girl who gets adopted and starts doing evil things. I'm not going to say any more than that if you haven't seen it. But ultimately, I had to go with the zombie comedy, Zombieland. Welcome to Zombieland. When life gives you a greatest hits collection of nightmares, it's time to nut up or shut up. 
serious? Fella, just gonna take a little off the top. Zombie Land, rated R, October second. Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Abigail Breslin—you know—they're on the run from zombies. They all meet each other while they're trying to escape. Jesse Eisenberg—they all go by the city they're from, so like Ohio and Tallahassee and Little Rock and Ark, or Little Rock, and I can't remember the other one honestly, but. It's just a fun movie. I didn't like the sequel as much. It's still fun, but it's not as good as this one. I'd say just, if you haven't checked it out in a while, go back and revisit the first Zombieland movie. All right, 2008. So if you listen to my first list, uh, my original top 10, I have Forgetting Sarah Marshall in there, so I'm not going to go with that. I almost went with another Darren Aronofsky movie, The Wrestler, starring Mickey Rourke, because I really like that one. But unfortunately... A movie that sometimes is in my top 10, but wasn't in that particular top 10. And of course, I'm talking about The Dark Knight. I have one rule. Tonight, you're going to break your one rule. I'm counting on it. Where is he? Why so serious? Know your limits, Master Wayne. Batman has no limits. The Dark Knight, rated PG-13. In theaters and IMAX, July 18th. Christopher Nolan directs. Obviously, Christian Bell's back as Batman, because he's in the whole Nolan trilogy. But, I mean, it's really Heath Ledger's the Joker that steals the show. He gives, I mean, an Oscar-winning performance. It's fantastic. It's my favorite superhero movie, I guess, because I'm not a big superhero movie guy. It's, uh, if it's my favorite superhero, it's obviously my favorite of the Batman of any of them. Yeah, so, Dark Knight. Easy easy pick for 2008. 2007 was a little trickier. So, my two non-picks that I have here, and it's funny because I actually made these into a double feature when they came out because they were released on the same day and me and my wife went to go see them together. And one was Black Snake Moan and the other was David Fincher's Zodiac. Both very good. I think they both hold up well. But ultimately, I had to go with what is probably my favorite experience in a movie theater. It's also a double feature, but it's meant to be that way. And of course, I'm talking about Grindhouse. You want the story? I'll spin it for you quick. From directors Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez comes an outrageous double feature with unpredictable villains. Do I frighten you? Is it my scar? It's your car. And unstoppable heroes. Made you something. On April 6th, prepare to be blown away. Only at the Grindhouse. Rated R. In theaters everywhere, April 6th. So yeah, you have Robert Rodriguez's Planet Terror, and you have Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. Yes, Quentin Tarantino has made this list a few times, so... That's just kind of happens. I, th- I would definitely have to put him as probably my favorite overall director, but I love both of those movies. I actually like Death Proof more. I love the fact that you get the full trailers in between. So if you haven't checked out Grindhouse, I definitely say try to find the Blu-ray that has the movies together with everything in. It's a whole different experience. I wish I could have seen it in a drive-in, but I am glad I got to see this in a theater at least because it's, it's, it's a hell of a time. All right, 2006. 
You know, looking back, I could only really find one movie from that year that just stood out above the rest, and that was Martin Scorsese's The Departed. You could become cops or criminals when you're facing a loaded gun. What's the difference? starts October 6th. Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Alec Baldwin. I mean, everyone in it is great. The story's great. Jack Nicholson's great. I just love everything about The Departed. Uh, it's a remake of, a, I think, a, a film from Hong Kong called Infernal Affairs. I've seen that as well. I didn't like it as much. Maybe I should go back and revisit it, but I don't think it's as good as The Departed. Departed won Best Picture. Some people say it probably shouldn't have. I disagree. It's definitely one of my favorites from Scorsese. So, if you haven't checked it out in a while, give it a revisit. Alright, 2005. So, 2005 has some interesting choices. I almost went with High Tension, because I really do like that from Alexander Aja. I almost went with a movie that I didn't even want to see. My friends dragged me to go see this, because they were going to see it, and I didn't want to. And that was The Chronicles of Narnia, and The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And I walked out of that thing very surprised by how much I loved it. But ultimately, I couldn't do it. And then I almost went with Rob Zombie's The Devil's Rejects. As I mentioned last episode, Lords of Salem is probably my favorite zombie film now. It's the one it surpassed was The Devil's Rejects because that was up there for me for quite a long time. But ultimately, I went with one that used to be in my top 10 on a regular but wasn't in there this time. And that is A History of Violence. This Friday, the perfect family will never be the same. What's going on, Dad? Some guy showed up at the diner. They were gonna kill us. You saved our lives. Hello, my hero. Sure took care of those two bad men, Joey. My name is Tom. My husband is Tom Stahl, that's what I know. Why don't you ask him, how come he's so good at killing people? (laughs) The history of violence. Tell me the truth. Rated R starts Friday in Select City. This is a David Cronenberg flick, but it's not his typical stuff, you know. This is definitely not a... Even though you do get some violent scenes, it is not a typical David Cronenberg movie. I mean, it's... You know, you got Viggo Mortensen, Ed Harris, Maria Bello. You know, it's about a small-town man who stops a crime from happening and then gets all this attention put on him, and I'll just say it goes from there. If you haven't checked out A History of Violence, please check it out. And it's got a... Probably a maybe 10-minute performance from William Hurt that earned him an Oscar nomination because of how good it is. So yeah, check it out. 2004. 2004 was interesting. There were a lot of movies I liked. There was I Mean Girls I like. Kill Bill Volume 2 came out. Collateral with Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx from Michael Mann came out. <laughs> I almost went with Christmas with the Cranks with Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis because I know everybody seems to hate that movie, but I really like that movie, so... I have a fun time, but ultimately, this movie started a a franchise. We saw it at a midnight screening on a Saturday, like the week before it came out. And I'm talking about Saul. Mommy, there's a man in my room. Are you sure he's not just hiding in your imagination? Critics are calling Saul the year's scariest film. Finds ways for his victims to kill themselves. The suspense is breathtaking. He doesn't want us to cut through our chains. He wants us to cut through. 
Your skin will crawl right off your bones. Oh my god! Saw. There's no such thing as the bad man. Rated R. So yeah, I mean, everybody knows Saul by now. I mean, but this was the first one. Nobody knew what it was. This was a cheap little, I think, million, million and a half dollar movie that grossed like 18 million maybe opening weekend, something like that, and went on to gross even more. And then we got Saul movies every year after year after year until they stopped a while. But now we're back with this book of Saul. I haven't seen it at the time of this recording, but I am interested. But yeah, I love Saul. And then we go to 2003. Now, 2003 was the year I graduated high school and I went to see a lot of movies that summer. So like when I first graduated, I moved up to my dad's, but before I got to my dad's, I stopped at a friend's house for the weekend and they were like, you want to go see wrong turn? I went to see that ended up loving it. We went to go see cabin fever. That was the year monster with Charlie's Theron came out. Pirates of the Caribbean. The first one, the Pirates, the curse of the black pearl came out. The first Kill Bill came out, which I made the mistake of going to see House of the Dead in theaters over Kill Bill, and I still regret that now. And maybe if I'd seen it in theaters, I would have picked Kill Bill. But ultimately, I went to one that, knowing me, being the horror guy I am and the slasher fan I am, I, I'm going with Freddy versus Jason. For generations, they have been the two biggest names in terror. He may get the blood, but I'll get the glory. Freddy's coming back. And this summer... For the first time ever, she's mine! Two legends will come together. It's time to put this bad dog to sleep. Of course! Freddy versus Jason. Winner kills all. Rated R. Now, I know this isn't technically a good movie or even a well-made movie, if you will, but I have a lot of fun and I love Freddy and I love Jason. I love Friday 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. So I couldn't go against this. So I just, I had to go with it. It's got kills. It's got blood. It's got gore. It was fun. I went to see it in theaters multiple times. And this is, I mean, it's, if I had to rank it within the franchises, it's middle of the pack. Well, it might be higher up in my Nightmare franchise, but it's middle of the pack for the Friday 13th. But I still love it. I have fun with it. I may not actually rate it as far as stars go higher than, say, a Kill Bill, but I go back to Freddy vs. Jason more often. Alright, guys, that's going to wrap up part two of this. So, you know, if you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at YNFMoviePod. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're on Apple and you think I've earned it, please leave that five-star review. It helps the algorithm and get seen. So I'd really appreciate that. Come back next week. I'll have a different guest and a new movie. And then check back next Friday, and I'll have part three of this ongoing series. You guys take care, and I will talk to you next time. <laughs>